Dimitri, do you think we should loan these rocket launchers to separatists? Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? They don't know what they're doing. They they use it as a seesaw. It's a picnic table. I see why. I see no reason not to. They're just taking up a lot of storage space. It's a, it's a strong point. I don't uh, even for a minute think that we have the room to keep them here. Look, between you and me, I'm not sure they even work anymore. They're old. They've been collecting dust. I say a separatist want to take them off our hands. We give it to them, no questions is. Plus, Ukraine is so, so feisty, disappointed. You almost feel as though you have to, uh, uh, let's just say, uh, use them as storage space, no? That's basically what Russia has seen Ukraine as for a long time. It's a Manhattan mini storage of bottom of Moscow. And thing is, if we give them to separatists, they're anti-aircraft missile. Ukraine doesn't have aircraft. There's nothing to shoot down. I say, go ahead. Exactly. No reservations at all. I mean, a, and, and a bad, a bad year for Malaysian Airlines. Hello. Oh, God. In general, hello, everybody. This is Ben Glebe along with... Ben Morrison. We're, we're Ben's, and um, this is a special alert episode of Last Week on Earth. Because shit is going down in world events this last week. Yes, it is. And so we have to talk about it. We'd be remiss not to. And I'm in the midst of the craziest couple weeks as Idiot Test premieres August 12th. Um, 98 Central Game Show Network, my new show, and press is ramping up and I have to leave town and I have not had a chance to cover the 30 stories or 20 or 15 that I normally would. But we got to talk about what's going on in the world right now. Time to call your old Bell Morrison. So I didn't even call you. I just I just, just walked over by. to your apartment. He just dropped by. I just been dropping by. And uh, we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. Your lack Russia. of a working printer has done wonders for but, my podcast exposure. That is very true. That is very true because I have sides of a big audition for one of the leads in Tremors 5 tomorrow. And... um. I'm very excited about that. It's a storied franchise, and I have to still work on that tonight. And then um, also prepare for another for big animated audition I have as well. Um, you must really understand what the people of uh, the Ukraine are going through. Well, I've right been now. keeping up with it because, look, if keeping up with the Kardashians is the choice a lot of us make, i got to at least make time to keep up with the Ukrainians. How about next time we point the anti-aircraft missiles at Kardashians? I mean... I would never advocate a missile being pointed toward anybody, but Grass I mean, is big enough target. <laughs> on that note, uh the show is starting right now. Thank you. 
It is. It is Ben Morrison who likes to repeat that in my ear and the ear of thousands every week. Last week on Earth. We get it, bro. We fucking get it. Well, I mean, given where the world is going right now, the title of this podcast is getting ever more appropriate. I mean, that's why I called it that, just because it's because not only do we cover everything that happened last week on Earth, but shit is so w- bananas and wacky style in world events that you never know. I mean, God forbid, of course, I don't think the world's ending or anything, no. but I just think we it, it it's a commentary on how the news makes us think it is all the time. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, before this 24-hour news cycle and constant news, you really had about... 20 hours in the day where you weren't being bombarded with apocalyptical messages. Like, you you got that on, what, the 7 o'clock news? Like, Tom Brokaw, Walter Cronkite would make you feel for the end of everything? 6 o'clock news. Right. But then when it was over, you went right back to uh, head of the class, which was the old Exactly true. That is so funny. That really, I think, actually is a big part of what is wrong with the psyche of our country right now and our world. I mean, and when you go 24 hours, you need storylines instead of what the actual news is yep. and drama I read and a, apocalyptic tales certainly uh, will stretch your attention throughout the day. I read an interesting article on our obsession with news, and I'm a, I am as victim as anyone else is. I mean, you know, as comics, we work from home. Victim or guilty, you mean? Uh, little little call me, little called me. Okay. Uh we work from home, so in between doing what I should be doing all day, working, emailing, writing, etc., I am constantly refreshing websites, reading any and all news I can get my hands on. And I read an interesting article that uh, the media has tapped into our very core as hunter-gatherers, given that we feel that this zeitgeisty information, this news cycle information, in some intrinsic level is part of our need to hunt and gather as much information about the world we live in as possible oh, wow. just on a, 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 a meta-perverted scale because wow. it's constantly there for us to feed upon. I mean, that, I think, truly is why that is a crime against humanity to do what these 24-hour news networks do mm-hmm. because they literally are ginning up this, the destruction of our world for ratings. Can you just imagine the size of the boner on the CNN operator's uh, 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 body? Pantaloons the second he got the memo that another Malaysia Airlines plane <laughs> had faced horrific. Because I literally opened that up was, my, That was their ratings bastion. I opened up the CNN news app uh, a couple days ago. And you know how it has tiles of news, news stories and you can scroll down. I shit you not. Let's just say there are 16 news tiles. 15 of them were about Malaysia Airlines flight MH, was it MH17? Jesus. 15, like literally, and this is even during the Israel and, and Gaza escalation. 15 were about the Malaysia Airlines plane. They love, I, you know who I thought, you know who I think shot the plane down? CNN. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, except for the fact that it's not possible because the world community, mostly the U.S. intelligence, instantly apparently was able to pinpoint that it was indeed Russian separatists mm-hmm. shot from a certain location in Ukraine with rocket launchers and weapons given to them 
by the Russian government. Did you uh, under the the authority of Vladimir Putin? Did you hear the immediate response that Putin's office gave out that actually Vladimir's plane flew over airspace half an hour before? This may have been the assassination attempt, and we are so glad that Putin is still alive. Did they really say that? Yeah, they did. Wow. But I mean, there's every piece of evidence that it was done that instantly all of the our radar saw a rocket launch from that area that hit the plane. Mm-hmm. Then, if you want further in, uh, evidence, one of the Russian separatists tweeted on his Twitter account at the exact time of the shootdown. Yay, we just took down a Ukrainian cargo plane, not knowing what he had done. And I also found out that the Russians are the ones that are supplying the separatists with Twitter accounts. Yeah, they don't have the space to keep them in Russia anymore. Nope. 140 characters in Russia is like one word. It's like their money. <laughs> That's hilarious. And that is so true. Um Does anyone know why the hell it was shot down? Was it a mistake? Was it a Oh, it's for sure a mistake. I think that's what's clear to me is that it was not meant to be a terrorist incident. It was separatists fighting this crazy civil war that's emerged in the Ukraine of Russians versus Ukrainians mm-hmm. and they were trying to shoot down enemy plane. I being very drunk and unaware. There were reports that they were drunk even when the investigators showed up at the crash site. Yeah. Shooting bullets in the air. But they probably were just not very savvy of soldiers and saw a plane and like, it's not our plane. We didn't launch a plane. Let's shoot it down. Do you think they were just like, what? They were, they were just like, I dare, like all wasted. I dare you to, <laughs> there's no way he's going to do it. I dare you <laughs> to sh- shoot down that passenger jet. You don't think I will? <laughs> I mean, it's so fucked up to laugh. I'm not, we're, we're, of course, not laughing at the incident. The incident is a tragedy, but that's so funny only because I could really actually see that having been what happened. Like, that could be how stupid and ill-thought-out and ill-conceived our world affairs are, and then the news just yeah. gins it up into being this masterminded plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like one... They're, one, like, forcing Putin to take a stand on it, forcing Obama to take a stand you see, on Putin, it. The first thing, the first thing Putin's office said about this was that this wouldn't have happened if there wasn't violence... In Ukraine. Right. But there wouldn't be violence in Ukraine if he hadn't invaded it. Yeah. I mean, it's a strong point. But if you skip the cause of something (laughs) in a chain reaction and you tell people that the second step is the cause of it, people don't really know. They don't have origin tracking. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's called Google. And that, my friend, is why I miss the You Get News for an hour from Walter Cronkite. Exactly right. Who filters out all of the horse all shit the bullshit. and just says, you need to run right. or it's <laughs> going to be okay. He was America's most trusted newsman, Edward yeah. R. Murrow as well. And it was voice you hear in the opening of this theme song saying the great quote that is exactly what we did do was, you know, give way of reason 
to irrationality and fear. But that's the problem with the 24-hour news cycle is any asshole can get a show and be an anchor. Fucking Alec Baldwin had his well, own that news show. Was show. Horrendous. The dude from 30 Rock, the guy that leaves voicemails for his daughter calling her a little pig. I mean, he's the most self to tell He's us. the most self-absorbed man in the world. He literally he had an episode he interviewed legendary actress Deborah Winger, uh-huh. Oscar winner. And every every question you'd ask her about her acting career, he would j- clearly just be doing it so that he could tell a story from his acting career. <laughs> it was unbelievable. He was like, he was like, he was like, have you ever been not cast for a role that you wanted to, or not for a role, and then knew you were not the first offer? And she's like, no, not really. Never. He's like, oh, because me and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, yeah. <laughs> they offered me, they told me they, I was second in line for the role of Al Pacino's part. Uh-huh. And Pacino wasn't going to do it, and that was my role. Pacino came back in, and I said, well, I know you don't even want me in this movie, but I'll do it. Have you ever starred in a sitcom opposite Tina Fey? Well, no. (laughs) You know, in Malice, when you were Nicole Kidman's husband, who ended up being an evil doctor. I am God. (laughs) People ask me, do I have a God complex? Maybe you weren't in operating room 13 on that day, but... I've been awarded citations from nine. No, you also go. I'm board certified in trauma surgery and thoracic medicine. I've been awarded citations from nine different medical boards in New England. I'm never sick at sea. So when you ask me, do I have a God complex? I am God. Is that the actual dialogue? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. This actual dialogue. Yeah. How did you memorize that of all things? This is one of the things I've memorized. I don't know. I, I, I have weird things in my brain for some reason. I don't know why. Me too. Sometimes I wonder if every new fact pushes one out. How'd you make fun of me earlier for having like random tangential thoughts? <laughs> Glebe just, I don't know if it's when he's with friends or. And by the way, I just did exactly what I made fun of Alec Baldwin for doing. You did. Um, uh, enough world affairs for a second. Take a quick break of world affairs. What do you think about the way that I talk? <laughs> Glebe, uh, when he's just around people, there's, his inner psyche is just uh, spouting. He'll, he came over, sat on my couch while I was writing. I literally had my my face away from him, and I just hear, "It's pretty good, okay? <laughs> Yay! It's good!" <laughs> and you know the fucked up part is I'm totally used to that from you. No, what was the sound you said? I said like it's the truth. <laughs> was it? It's something like uh, oh, whatever. I'm a weird it's pretty person. good. <laughs> No, great. It's good. No, great. It's great. (laughs) And I was like, you can't just walk into a CVS and be like. No, but you can. You can. I wrote a joke about that once. It's like, I really think that's why cowboys are so cocky and so do whatever they want to do and like, you know, run into saloons with six shooters blaring in the air and invade countries is because they wear the ridiculous hat. When you wear a huge, ridiculous hat, it gives you such absurd public confidence uh-huh. that you can do anything. You then can be in Starbucks and go, yee-haw! And everyone will just be <laughs> like, no one thinks it's weird. Everyone will like, be like, oh, it's a cowboy. He's from Texas. It's Texas. It's a cowboy over there. Yee-haw! It's just what they do and, over and, there. And is, and, Another culotta, Rico. And is, yee-haw! Any different than great? Same shit. Well, it is because you're not dressed like a cowboy. You're in a t-shirt I'm and slacks. I'm often dressed pretty weird. And you're, and you're, you, you dress great. Uh, mixture of great and weird. I, I wore know a you long dress great because half of my clothes are the ones that you didn't want anymore. <laughs> which I'm fine with. 
I mean, they're nice clothes. They are phenomenal. I would take clothes. them if they weren't already mine. <laughs> Back to international news. Back to uh, the reason we convened this special alert podcast, and we've lost our alertness, but we have to bring it back because. Special alert. Um, that's only one of the major stories this week, last week on Earth. We'll get to immigration in a minute. The immigration crisis confronting the United States of America. Troops being sent to the Texas-Mexico border. Stay tuned for that story. But our second of three of our triumvirate of news alert stories. War in Israel and Palestine. I the mean, Palestinian territories. Don't you mean more war? In, who wants to live in Gaza? What is the appeal? Well, let's summarize first what happened. Do you want to summarize what happened real quickly? Well, it began when uh, three Israeli teens who were in Gaza, who mm -hmm. were in Gaza against the rules of the settlement, were kidnapped and killed. And then after they searched, brutally literally... Killed, brutally killed randomly right. for no reason. And then after the Israelis searched in every possible corner of Israel and then found them a couple blocks away from where they were taken... Uh, what are the the Israelis retaliated by burning a Palestinian kid? Well, not the government. You gotta make it clear. Just then, some random thug Israeli guy. I think one guy or two people did a equally horrific and no reason to get revenge of that nature. Uh, burned to death a Palestinian mm -hmm. guy. I'll tell you, two wrongs don't make a right, but they do make a settlement. I mean. Yeah. yeah, and then after that guy was burned, then... So, but understand, here was the big difference in what happened there as well. When the th the three Israeli teens were killed, people were celebrating in the Palestinian territories yeah. and in the Gaza Strip. And when the Israeli did that to a Palestinian, was he a teenager? Not sure. Um... The Israeli government sought the people that did that out very vigilantly and arrested them. Mm -hmm. That is the difference. Yes. Okay. In my opinion, of the moral code of the two sides, mm -hmm. which I think is everything. But continue. Uh. Well, then it just began a back and forth, and then. So then, then in response to that, then an Israeli troop. Then sorry, go ahead. An Israeli troop was killed. I'm trying to remember all the events that well, happened. The back and forth isn't right. Then when, when. When Hamas started launching rockets into Israel. Yes. However, interestingly, uh, although there probably have been a couple casualties now, there have been almost no Israeli civilian casualties. No, there have been some now. There have been only, casualties. Only two, I think, actually. The civilians have been two. There yeah. have been Israeli soldiers. Were, 13 now Israeli think, now soldiers I, no, were now killed. Now it's up to 27. Well, this, the second they started bigger. killing Israeli soldiers, I was like, this is going to go off the chain because the Israelis... That's when they really go bananas. Of but course. the Israelis have a missile defense shield called the Iron Dome right. shield system that was partially funded by the U.S. That is state-of-the-art technology, which is intercepting all these missiles before they can hit. And in a really uh, blatant and tacky sponsorship is sponsored by Under the Dome, the NBC series, <laughs> which was really unnecessary for them to do that. Yeah. But... That's actually, yes. Yeah, so all of the, all of the anti, um, 
uh, the interceptor missiles actually have Dean Norris's face on them. <laughs> I mean, you can't top being the brother-in-law on Breaking Bad. Yeah. So you gotta project your face onto a dome just for your sense of self-worth. He gets them in the Walter Whites of their eyes. Absolutely. Don't shoot until you see the Walter Whites of their eyes. The question is, where wait, is this all going? Wait, but we need to finish the summary of events. So then, then from the Gaza Strip, Hamas, the terrorist organization that is part officially of the Palestinian government, mm-hmm. launches 1,500 rockets into Israel. 1,500 into civilian territories. Just luckily, because of this Iron Dome, not many of them hit populated areas. Most of them were knocked down. But of course you're going to retaliate. So Israel launched a ground offense. Well, first launched rockets back. And then launched now a ground offensive, sent troops into Gaza, into the occupied territories. All right. Can you explain for our and listeners? They say that the purpose of their mission, of their incursion into that territory they're not supposed to be, is to get rid of Hamas's underground secret tunnels that are built all over the Gaza Strip into Israel so they can ambush Israeli troops and have done that in the course of this fighting in response and to the troops. Hamas incursion. is like, no. They killed Israeli troops. Hamas is like, no, bro, tunnels are for Amazon deliveries much quicker. <laughs> right. And um, they're also trying to destroy and blow up Hamas safe houses, which what they do, and often makes the world community criticize the Israeli action, is they set up these command centers and safe houses behind civilians, in civilians' homes, where children live, in mosques, in schools. So they have no choice but to go into these places and destroy them to get rid of their enemies' capabilities. All right, can you, let's just take a quick step back here. And then, of course, one last thing, uh, on the flip side... Israel is one of the best army is the, the best army man for man in the world. Yes, and they're the only humanitarian ones that are dropping leaflets and actually making calls to the cell phones of the residents of the houses they're about to bomb, saying, "Leave your home, we're about to bomb your house." Who does that if you're not a, I don't have a strong moral code? Okay, like and leaflets southern, saying we're bombing you soon. Southern, get out. Southern hospitality for war. It is. It's hey, really, y'all might want to get out. About to bomb you. Very you, gentlemanly. It's like, like if, a, if you don't mind, may I bomb your territory? Well, I do declare we're about to bomb you. Well, I, well, I, well, I'd be damned if I didn't give you forewarning. The only thing that goes better with this mint julep is evacuation. <laughs> Can you? Okay, here's a question I have. Well, let me just, before you ask your question, I tragically, and I can't, and please don't make a joke after this next sense because it's incredibly serious and incredibly sad and unforgivable. Well, not unforgivable because it's it's a casualty of war when you're going to hide behind children. And Israel should definitely be much more careful and safer and tactical if they are that well-trained to not be killing innocent Palestinian children, which has been happening a lot. That is very, very, very fucked up. Now to your question. Okay, the question is, and it's more of a history thing that I just... I'm not an expert on the history of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. My parents are, but go ahead. Can you explain... What the hell the Gaza Strip is? Who's it supposed to be? Why can't people go in it? Well, all I can tell you is that it was land that was originally belonging to the Palestinians, but Israel won it in one of their many wars that they only were 
in because they were backed into a corner and attacked and forced to defend themselves mm-hmm. and then gain more territory and the Golan Heights and the Gaza Strip and other territories have strategic advantages because Israel's miniature in the middle of all their en- in the literally in the middle of all their enemies all around them, people that want them dead historically, and have vantage points. The Golan Heights especially has vantage points down in Gaza just is near the Israeli settlements right there. And very within rocket striking range of Tel Aviv and, and of all. But Gaza belongs. Rockets to... even hit Zichron Yaakov, my mom's hometown. Right. During this incursion, and just now landed a mile away from the Israeli airport, the Ben Gurion airport. Mm-hmm. So much that U.S. airlines yeah, and certain European hours. airlines have for 24 hours canceled flights into Israel. But in Gaza. Are. Which my cousin made a brilliant point, by the way, that the U.S. Sorry, before you're, you're go back to your question, my my cousin Geely, who Geely Brenner, who's on on Facebook, post, she's very political and posts today, very smart. She lives in, in Israel right now with a lot of my family, and said that the U.S. is trying to encourage a ceasefire and get it to stop all this fighting because they say that. Um, that uh, it just needs to stop, but it absolutely must, yet they stop their flights into that country. So they're saying, clearly it's not safe. We're afraid that our planes will get knocked down, yeah. but you guys should stop protecting yourselves. Yeah. Which makes no sense. I mean, you can't tolerate 1,500 rockets being launched into your country. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. So, oh, and interestingly... But I think given the spectrum of go, Malaysia... Remind me to go back in, in a minute later about the other story, the Ukraine story about how it wasn't always made into such international melee. I'll just make the point real quickly. For one second, back to that, and we'll get back to the Gaza Strip, um, is before the 24-hour news networks, presidents could take this shit a lot slower and tamp down tensions. In 83, the last time that the Russians accidentally shot down with a missile a commercial airline or Korean Airlines jet in 83, which they also, as one of their made-up excuses, claimed they thought it was a spy plane. And I hope that wasn't because they thought, because literally it was Korean Airlines flight 007. I hope that's not why they thought that. But Reagan was on vacation in Santa Barbara on a 25-day vacation. And wasn't and he it ups- happened upset four he, days before the end of his trip? Upset he, that he had to leave. He didn't end it. It happened seven days before the end of his trip, and he stayed four days. He did not leave. He stayed for four days on vacation before he's making a speech to the nation about it. Well, at that and point, then wrote in his memoirs, as the Daily Show showed me today, that he regretted. An American congressman was killed in that, and a bunch of very innocent people. He regretted in his memoirs. That he had to cut that vacation short because he really was looking forward to those last few days. Well, in his defense, the Alzheimer's was setting in, and he actually thought they shot down a Korean ha- hair dryer. Instead of a what? Jetliner? Yeah. And that's not your best joke. I was thinking about that one for way too long. You know who Israel reminds me of, honestly? They remind so me back of. To Israel, yes. They remind me of Christian Bale in Batman when he gets dropped in that pit. It's like this, yeah, yeah, this uh, international warrior of money and heritage dropped into a pit of thugs that are constantly trying to destroy it, but only by virtue of his training 
and aggressive self-defense skill, he's able to continually battle them off. Well, that's exactly right. And you feel ba- when you're back into a corner, what do you do? What are your options? I mean, sometimes life. I mean, it's analogous. You to gotta that, get out of that pit. It's analogous to that pit in in in, in Batman. It's it's also very similar to the experience that you might go through if god forbid somebody shatters glass all around your feet you're barefooted what do you do you can't move you have to do something but you're on your hind legs now you're john mcclain buddy and you got to get to the top of that skyscraper cuz the you Nakatomi have to plaza stay into a cell phone or preferably a walkie talkie if I can't have you, I mean, why can't we just play love songs to each other to warring countries, and then just call it a, and then you know just relate to people as as humans and be sweet and tender, and that could diffuse wars. It's almost actually a brilliant point that I'll be getting getting to a little bit later in Twitter answers when I share with you about conflict and fights in your lives and what whether you fight or not and how you. Diffuse fight. Somebody had a brilliant tweet about that that I'll read to you guys in a little bit because this won't be a very long podcast. We're just covering the three main stories I wanted to discuss. Um, but uh, it's a real difficulty now. The situation in Israel in in this war because we don't know. I mean, what's going to come of it? I I honestly just hope that the Israeli army. The, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, just go in there and like completely crush all of Hamas's tunnels and safe houses and literally teach them a fucking lesson. Uh, Amazon delivery tunnels, bro. Yeah, well, your cover's blown, okay? And that's just not behavior you can accept. People are saying Israel's overreacting. How would America react if you had 1,500... Rockets launched into our mainland of our country. We gonna nuke everyone around us. Yeah, just as like a <laughs> lesson. And how do we have a moral high ground? We don't, you know. Oh, we have we have no moral high in ground. the in the incident with uh, the Ukraine. I also learned this from the Daily Show the last couple of days. Um. Uh, they said the exact point. They said the moral high ground is lost from America, and they're like, you're accusing us of downing this airplane just like you accused some of having weapons of mass destruction. And, you know, it's a good point. And as horrific, and it's just so oh. weird to seeing what the 24-hour news cycles do and do not cover because as the point has been well made, as tragic as it is that I believe it's 4,000 people killed on the Palestinian side, so it's obviously yeah. to like twenty-seven, or maybe now it's up to thirty-seven. I'm sorry, I don't yeah, know the that, exact number. That fight, it, off the top of my head, it always seems like ants versus scorpions between those two. But they have poor infrastructure, and they're all densely populated into this kind of slummy area, this mm-hmm. tight, this you know backwards area. But Israel also provides their electricity, and provides a lot of their power, provides a lot of their water, and provides all their water, all those things, humanitarian supplies. Um, the numbers just they're disproportionate because we have an army and they don't. We I say because I'm half Israeli and I feel a lot of allegiance to Israel. He's pro-Israel. Absolutely. He's half Israel. That's right. I'm all real. 
He is real. <laughs> okay, he is real. That'd be a great name for like a Jewish rapper. He is, is real. I Z R E A L. But it's spelled properly. I S real. Israel. <laughs> Hi, I'm Israel. Hello. I just pray. I'm Israel. I pray on the we day. We get along, but when somebody fucks with you, you have to smack them back. That's just how you have to live in the world. You can't. I don't believe in pacifism in the face of aggression. When someone fucks with you, you've got to smack them back. Israel. That's exactly right. Uh, the third story. In our triumvirate. Oh, let me just. Please. I want to ask them real quick. Remember that whole uh, brutal civil war in Iraq? What the hell happened to that? Well, I mean, I guess that's still going. It's just oh, like the one brutal civil war. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a good question. We just kind of forgot we about that. Forgot about it. It's true. Everyone was like, Iraq's blown, and every news, you know. And then, then all of a sudden, we just we. It's like we get bored. That's what I'm saying. It's it's crazy tragedy. what we cover when we don't. We killed hundreds, hundreds of thousands of innocent civilians. It's a horrific number. You have to almost gasp through it, and that wasn't barely mentioned ever in the news. So the world has lost its moral basis and its moral common sense, its moral turpitude, if you will. And we don't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. We have no argument. We have no way to argue. I mean, if it is true that Russia knocked down this plane, it could be the brink of World War III. And that, I mean, God forbid, but the other day, on the same day when the plane was blown out of the sky and Israel launched ground troops into Gaza, I think it was seven seventeen, fourteen. Oh yeah, I heard some big conspiracy theory about all the sevens and in the date and time and the flight number, and they're saying Illuminati ties because seven is an Illuminati number. Well, how many numbers do they got? If they got like six out of ten, then a lot of things are going to be their numbers. Uh, I think their numerical system goes from six to eight. Oh really? Yeah. So three numbers. Yeah. Okay. They have a three-numbered numerical system? Mm-hmm. Is that how rich people do it? Dude, if I was that rich. If I were a rich man. All day long I'd be the biddy bum. I played Tevye in high school. If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. All day long I'd biddy biddy bum. If I were a wealthy man, I see my wife, my gold, they're looking like a rich man's wife with a proper double gin. Supervising meals to her heart's delight. I see her putting on nails and strutting like a peacock. Oy, what a happy mood she's in. Screaming at the servants day and night. I think I peaked at Tevye in high school. <laughs> that was beautiful. Um, they made each other a pledge. I mean, it's beautiful. It's beautiful musical. But it made me not love the stereotypes of Jewish people. It's, I like it, recoiled from them. They should call that Fiddler on a Brutal Stereotype. They should, <laughs> Fiddler on the Jew. It should be called Fiddler <laughs> on the Jew. Do you ever see Fiddler on the Jew? Like a Fiddler on the Jew. Ding, boom. So before we get to the immigration service, which is the third in our triumvirate of the world is all happening stories. I mean, but. 
just on the foreign policy ones we already discussed, it's frightening because of this. Okay. We also, as a quick side note, postponed during this last week our another deadline, another red line with the Iranian regime and their nuclear program. We're supposed to have them agreed to these nuclear talks to complete stopping of their program by this deadline, and we just decided to extend it four months. The world community, Europe, but mostly led by Obama. Why extend it four months? Because um, shit's not done. There have been a lot of distractions. And I think also we did that because with all this shit going down right now, you also don't want confrontation with Iran right at this moment. When Also, we still have this, the civil war happening and brutal crackdown on innocent c- civilians and rebels trying to win their country in Syria. That hasn't gone away. Iraq civil war, that's still there. I mean, the whole Middle East pretty much is in civil war. I mean, so not to be a rabble-rouser, but God forbid if World War III were to start, look at who's aligned right now in bad ways. So it's the Russians are now becoming more and more our enemies again. Tensions highest since the Cold War. Um, we're accusing each other of crazy shit. Joe Biden went on, gave a quote this week that he said when he met Vladimir Putin, he said to his face, I don't think you have a soul. I mean, that's painting shit in stark Batman and Joker, evil villain, uh, apocalyptic terms. And so Russia is allies very much with Iran and with Syria. And Syria and Iran, of course, are backing the Palestinians and support them and arm them. And if they're developing nukes in Iran, they've threatened the existence of Israel. God forbid if they actually are developing in these next four months or already have, God forbid, nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. North Korea's allies with Russia and Iran. Remember, that's the old... Access of evil that Bush labeled. <laughs> he put them. He put them together. Thanks for that. There's an axis. An axis. They weren't even linked before. That like I guess we're like a super villain community now. We blocked out George, Start a Facebook page and let's do it. We blocked out George Bush like an uncle that touched us for eight years. I uh, yeah. I mean, God forbid on both. But God, the uncle that now just sits at God, home painting photos of him of taking them. a bath as part of his rehabilitation. <laughs> Bush's paintings of himself taking a bath. That's really funny to do like the most zen thing after like ruining the world. <laughs> now I'm painting bathtub landscapes after destroying the planet. Now, to become a brilliant painter. No, 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 nothing makes you just destabilizing uh, human civilization uh, like 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 a portrait of a basket of fruit. If you have not sweats about having ruined the world community, drop us your father in the shower. Really calms you down. The Seattle Institute of Art, offering classes in forgetting mass genocide via art. Sculpt your way to amnesia. With guest professor all semester, former President George W. Bush. And reluctantly teaching Sculpting 3, it's Colin Powell. You want to really get in there? And imagine what could fit in this tiny space. Enough power. To kill an entire city right in this tiny space in my colon. The only thing that Vial killed was his credibility and legacy. True. And so it was powerful, wasn't it? Ooh. It was powerful, wasn't it? When he presented at the UN, the Vial 
with supposed what serin like what kind of gases? I believe it was a uh serin gas. It was bullshit gas. Let's mm-hmm. immigrate to the third story. I like the way you use the word immigrate since it's an immigration crisis story. <laughs> <laughs> Immigration crisis. Um, do you want to summarize this story? Do you know what? Do you, do you know what I'm to summarize it, or would you like me to? Summarize Essentially, it? Latin families from not Mexico, Colombia, uh, Central America, are spreading a rumor that if you kick your kid across the border. We have to take him. Right. Without any hearing. And so there, and it's partially due to a real law, actually, that said that if you were here before 2007, uh, and you're, uh, you were a child, you're allowed to stay. So that's been twisted into, even if now you come, you can stay if you're a child. Mm-hmm. And so there's an influx of like 50,000 children that have come over the southern border of our country. It's like the American, like, the children are our future, but just not these ones. Right. And so the Republicans are flipping out because it's a bunch of brown kids descending on their white country. That's not even white at all anymore. And they're saying the the line they have to say, oh, it's compassionate for the kids, but kick them the fuck out. Every Republican's opinion has been we got to show compassion for these kids and kick them the fuck out. We're under assault. We're under like under assault from what? Okay, I have an audio clip for you. Um, and so. In response to this, and Obama is asking for emergency funds to help house and take care of these kids, $3 billion, I believe, to house and take care of the ones we have to keep and just to process all of them and to do hearings for the ones we have to do hearings on and to kick some of them out. It's a crisis. It is a huge influx. However, there were like 25,000 kids last year, so it's just double. It's not like we went from zero to 50,000 in 50,000 Latin kids per hour. Mm -hmm. Analogy. Mm -hmm. You understand that? But um, and it just uh is something to be dealt with. It's a big crisis, and these kids here need help. There, but what are we if we're not a beacon of hope for children? They're not really not a danger to us. The kids coming over are not going to be a threat of terrorism or you know little seven year olds, right? Unless you, do, do, are you afraid of seven year olds, Ben? Yes. Ben, you need to talk about something? Yes. Ben, were you approached by a seven-year-old recently? No, you can talk about it. No, 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 not, now's not the time, man. Ben, if you got the shit beat out of you by a seven-year-old, just talk about it. Just say it. This little fucker. He just, there's an elementary Let school here, and I'm just walking by. And was, yeah? He was, like, he was like, hey, Jew face, give me your iPod. <clears throat> and I was like, no, yeah. no, I'm walking. To, I'm walking to fresh and easy, and all his little friends ganged up on me, and they like started sending Snapchats of me with like really rude, rude things on, just laid over, you know. And it was just like this worked, yeah. Just like leave me alone, you know. They were just punching at you and slapping you. It was bad. They were all like at replying really crazy shit to my Twitter. It's just like kids these days, man. Yeah. They'll, like, they'll kick your ass, like, in person and online. Yeah. 
They're relentless. They're relentless. How does a seven-year-old have a Google Plus page with a huge following? <laughs> yeah, I, I still, I've never been on Google Plus, even though I've been on it. I don't understand it. Google it Plus. like it doesn't work. It's like a fat sister that Google keeps trying to make us go out with. She's plus size, but she <laughs> is lovely. <laughs> She'll do so much for you. She organizes everything. And just for the record, may I say, overweight women can be so sexy. Hell yeah. And so attractive. Hell yeah. I mean, some, sometimes it's just fun to have something to play with. Am I wrong? B, B, W for me. <laughs> you like them big, black, and white? What does the BW stand for? Bo- it's big, big, beautiful women. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was like, well, black and white. <laughs> big, black, and white. Big, black, and white. <laughs> what about, what about fat Indian chicks? They can't get in on there? Not on the BBW train. <laughs> No. What am I going to do? So obviously children uh, uh, entering our country is a grave danger, so much so that moron Rick Perry, governor oh. of Texas, oh, decides guy. to send a thousand Texas National Guard troops to the border. Someone should tell Rick Perry that just because he's wearing black rimmed glasses doesn't yeah. make his statements any <laughs> less stupid. He started wearing black rimmed glasses lately yeah. to try and look more Clark Kent, less Dumb guy. Yes. Right? Like, what a time to have a, a sentence run out on you when you're calling somebody else dumb. He's dumb guy. Governor. Texas. Dumb. Right? Guy? Put the glasses on him. Put the glasses on Perry. <laughs> Here's a clip from the news. I forget which program it introduces the clip and then Rick Perry explaining his rationale for why he must send troops to Texas border with Mexico. Texas Governor Rick Perry ordering up as many as a thousand Texas National Guard troops to help with the immigration overload along the border with Mexico. The governor says the price of inaction by the federal government is just too high. I will not stand idly by while our citizens are under assault and little children from Central America are detained in squalor. We are too good a country for that to occur. Now, the administration says the number of unaccompanied minors crossing the border dropped by about half from June to July. In the meantime, the chances of a bipartisan deal in Congress to address this crisis, they appear to be fading fast. Oh, yeah, from zero to negative 50? What are they fading to? I love that quote from Rick Perry, who clearly is just going to run for president again because he wants to be president real bad, even though he's not smart enough to be president, even though I guess that bar's been set pretty low in recent years. But... He uh he goes, I'm sending the troops to protect us from the assault we are under of these children? Who are you afraid of? Other than you, Ben, most people are not frightened of young kids in need of a home. Yep. Yeah. I mean he's they're gonna they're gonna tip the uh the balance of adorable puppy dog eyes in this country and they're gonna start taking adorable puppy dog eyes from American children. Right. They're taking. I mean, a lot of these children are being trafficked over here, which is not a thing that should be allowed to continue. We need to address this issue very seriously. I mean, I live in Los Angeles. We're not under attack. I understand traffic. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) But we're not under attack from these kids, okay? Um, Hyperbole is not always necessary. It loses its value. Before we go into Twitter answers and wrap this puppy down like a bow so I can... Finished learning my tremor lines and all of whatnot. 
Um, Incidentally, not a movie about Parkinson's disease. It's not. No, it's not. Never has been. Not from minute one. I kept waiting for that. <laughs> I kept waiting for that story to develop, and it did not. Very good. Um, oh, zip, 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 woo. Zip, 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 zip. I'm great. Great. <laughs> Sir, you have to leave CVS. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, the takeaway is the world needs to figure some shit out ASAP. We have the internet. It's still relatively free. Oh, this is one thing that could help it actually greatly. I'm pleased to announce that a guy befriended at Summit recently is, uh, a writer for the Daily Beast who also recently, his name is David Keyes and he started a, he's the head of Human Rights Watch and just started a website called movements.org. Uh, that is essentially cutting out the middleman for people in countries that are under revolution of a dictator or, or under the oppression of a dictator, puts them in contact with activists, artists, lawyers, comedians, musicians, anybody that can help create media, social media savvy people, publicists can get the word out about trying to overthrow or, or make light known about a dictator. I'm a huge fan of that site, and I've actually lined up a bunch of stand-up shows in Ukraine. (laughs) It really is great. I went on there and offered my services to help help satirize a dictator in their country or create fake propaganda posters that um, would point out to your people of your country how bad things are and how why you should rise up up against it. But So check out movements.org for sure. But let me just say, globally, I feel... As though we need to figure a way to communicate on a more human level, like really quickly. Because I feel like so many of these fights are just for antiquated reasons. So many of these fights are because our parents or our grandparents fought about these things. And we don't even know why we are. So many of them are because a religion that is being perverted and twisted into a death wish or a blind hatred scientology <laughs> no i mean so many every every major religion gets twisted that way or at least the three major ones yeah but that's happened since the dawn of time dude. yeah that needs to but that needs to stop that could be the end of with mix our current technology and our current weaponry with the zealotry of past days and mass destruction weapons and rogue terrorist groups i'm going to a thing for uh, Generation Next on Wednesday at the W, um, uh, in Westwood. And Obama's speaking here Wednesday, by the way, in Hollywood. But at the W in Westwood about overcoming our enemies and, in, and maleficent leaders of foreign countries in a globalized age where there's small terrorist groups and there's rogue ability to cause big destruction and we're all at the same time interconnected and there's things to be figured out but they can be figured out but we need a solution ASAP because but the, you know what I'm saying it's just let's, let's not let the planet go down a scary road we've been down that scary road throughout all of civilization man but the weapons now are worse yeah but come on the crusades it ain't game of thrones no more the Crusades. It was yeah, equally that was just as brutal. That, it was just yeah, face it was, to face. It was just yeah. It was just at sword. I mean, it was at sword point. Agreed. 
but you were never afraid that the planet was going to destruct on that. The thing is, though, all this bullshit 24-hour news media, the planet's not going to self-destruct. What it's if like World old, War Three happened? Obviously, there have been like two before. Of them. We are going to be fine. You know how big what America is? It's not about just us. It's about the whole planet being fine, though. Okay, fine. Would you be okay Aside with... Aside from would you, certain Would regions, you be okay with Israel being blown up, Iraq being blown up, Ukraine being blown up, uh, parts of America being blown up? No. Would of, you be okay with that? Parts of Europe being blown of up? Of course I wouldn't, but that's not Iran going... Iran being blown up. That's not going to happen. People say the world's going to end. No. The world will continue spinning. Certain small parts of the world are going to get pretty awful for people. But the world is a gigantic place. It's just because we have these flat screens telling us all the scary shit that's happening in the world whenever we want. We internalize that and we take on the fear of people that are 10,000 miles away. You know, I mean, I look at, I think 9-11 really did that for Americans as far as ingraining fear into us regardless of how completely non-threatened we were people in north dakota thinking they were facing imminent terrorist threats well they shouldn't have thought that i agree and that was used to manipulate what happened in the world but those decisions and those manipulations are what has led largely to how fucked up the world stage is right now so that's my whole point is yeah, that but we I, need to make sure we do something to stop. Maybe the move is to the stop is the media from doing what we just criticized. Maybe it's good to go back to what's in the theme song. Have you ever... The first two clips illustrate that we shouldn't be caring only about the, the most searched thing being Kim Kardashian in a week and not and keeping our, our wits about us and knowing what's important and what's not and what's really dangerous and what's you not. You ever gone on vacation and like really just not check your phone for three or four days? Yeah, it's amazing. And then when you do check it... It's just this flood of horrific events, and you kind of reflect on the fact that you had four days of this, and the world kept on turning, and you kept on breathing, and you were fine. And I mean, that's really no argument. It's because you happened to be fine on your tropical vacation and not in a war but zone. It, it's just more this constant absorption of right. information. I think it's pushing us towards negative negativity. Oh, it's, it's pushing us towards a, a pervasive negativity, mainly because... There's literally nothing we can ever do about the things that we are reading. But that's not true. Because of the internet, we truly can. Because of things like movements.org, maybe we truly can. Maybe with, there's literally ways to interconnect and stop evil now. Right. And change minds and make arguments. One YouTube video could change the world. That's why I say this, not to right. let, let slap me, my lips about let it. Let me amend that statement. There are things you can, there are larger organizations you can very now easily be a part of. And I obviously do support that. But given the amount of time the average person does that versus the amount of time the average anyone spends just reading a, a constant torrent of horrible news items. Well, yeah. It we tips need to, the balance we, we need to towards a lasting balance. and pervasive fear. And I would say that frankly, <clears throat> horrible things like this have been going on. For hundreds and hundreds of years. It's just we didn't know about them because there wasn't a constant syringe of awfulness but, being injected but, into right. us. But that's why our ability now to be a hive mind via the Internet, via social media, via Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, to spread messages fast and therefore get our thought processes linked up very fast across the globe. We should be able to figure out how to undo some of this old world thinking and start living more in harmony 
a hundred percent. I think that starts with just putting the fucking news down for a while. Um, which is the shit thing to say in a news podcast. <laughs> Get it only from us. How fucking dare you? Get it only from us. Well, no, I mean that the reason I do this podcast when I'm able to make time to do news of the week, and I'm sorry to everybody that in the brain trust I've not been able to consistently do the news, but I don't want to do it half-ass when I do, and I just have been too inundated with obligations to be able to cover it as I'd want to lately, but this is a very important week, and I had to cover it. Um, but I try to discuss the things that are important then also put into light I mean, put into perspective, rather, the things that are not important, put that into the light, expose light to what's dumb, too, so we can get a more accurate picture of what really matters and what doesn't, and have laughs where we can, and talk seriously where we can. So, that, um, I think is important. But, along, your point is duly taken. We need to focus on positivity. We need to focus on enjoyable things, um, to help get our mind off of all of the craziness in the world. And so, to that end, let's go now um, and check in with and our, our, our fight-themed Twitter answers, talking about fights we've all had, conflicts mm. in mm. our current lives, uh, checking in with the glebe of extraordinary gentlemen, the friends of benefits, the glebe squad, the beglebers, and all of us who are slowly taking over the beliebers out there in the world, um, very slowly. Taking them over. Uh, hit his towel for Twitter answers. It's Twitter answers. I asked the brain trust, tell me about a fight you had in your life, one of the most memorable fights. I said, do you, what, what kind of fights seem to recur for you with your coworkers or with your spouse? Um, in retrospect, did you feel like you won the fight? Or, sorry, in retrospect, do you think you were right or do you think you were wrong? Is what I asked. And some interesting responses. Optimus or PA Gov at John Hollowitz says, Hollowitz says, had a screaming fit with a dude a couple weeks back at work. Still not resolved and awkward. At least I didn't knock him out. So that's definitely a positive. Especially because he works from home. Ha <laughs> ha. Snapple Dapple, Jimmy 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 Jam Jam, Jimmy 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 Jam Jam, whoop, great, great, <laughs> Tiffany Lloyd at Tiffany KL23 said, I don't fight with my BF, but we argue about conspiracies and news, ex-Malaysian plane, Israel, Russia, Obama, etc., etc. Um, That's a good way to fight, fight about smart shit, don't fight about personal shit, yep. I think that's a good way to keep it Her boyfriend? Healthy. Anderson Cooper. She's exactly right. And she's a he. Steely blue eyes. By the way, follow Ben the Morrison at Ben the Morrison and at Ben Glebe. And you can tweet at us. I should have said at the beginning so I could tweet us the whole time, but that's my mistake. That's I'll, my mistake. I'll let you out. I'm not going to fight with you about it. Just let it let it go, man. It's gone, bro. Stop getting on me about it. it. Seems like all you do is you get on me about the fact that I didn't say your Twitter handle earlier in the show. No, I'm okay with it, man. Look, just can you let it rest? Just give it a rest. 
I, I should have said your Twitter handle at Ben the Morrison at the beginning of the show, and I didn't. I'm sorry. Completely over it. Oh, just let it die then. Guys, I'm an innocent mistake, dude. That was Ben Glebe's impression of the news media. Exactly right. At Garwin Thompson said, we don't argue, but we definitely fight for bed covers and blankets when we sleep. Hashtag Aussie winter. That's adorable. Oh, Jesus Christ. Here's my favorite one. Chandra White at T. Chandra. Everyone fights. When my man and I fight, we have a code word to say you're being an ass. Kumquat. Lightens the mood a bit. <laughs> Isn't that genius? I don't, I, that would never work if I was fighting with my girlfriend. I'd be like, you're being a fucking kumquat right now. No, you don't say it as, <laughs> you don't call the person a kumquat. You say uh, kumquat. That's a code word. That's, that, that would make you realize how silly you're, you're yelling about some dumb thing. Don't you think? I really do. I really do. Were you right in retrospect? Marissa Stevens responds at at Marissa Stevens, two S's, no A. Verbal fight with a girl back in grade nine about wanting her to stop talking about me. Spend the next two days talking about her. So no. When well taken. It's a futile because you. So interesting thing I learned in couples therapy once the the one relationship I was in where I went to couples therapy in the relationship. Is that you can turn a shrink against your girlfriend pretty easily. It works so great. It works so great. I prepaid to win this one. <laughs> um, that actually isn't a bad tip, but also <laughs> um, she said, you don't have to take offense. To take offense, you have to take it. You have to take something from the other person. Somebody can just be yelling at you like a crazy person. You don't have to take it. You don't have to receive that offense and choose to accept it. I'm like, that is Gene, yes. Uh, Dr. Xander. I'd ask Dr. Xander what you do if you are a human sponge like I am. Meaning? And have no outer shield. You have no exoskeleton? You mean, you mean emotionally or in your life? I'm like Tony Stark without the suit. Oh, that's not good. That's not and good. then a much less confident version of Tony Stark. That's not good. Chris Frost, one of our favorites, that MN Frosty Boy, said, Punched someone in the head once. Broke my hand. Gut shots from now on. Hashtag learning experience. Hashtag fighting sucks. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Hashtag fighting sucks. Although, I mean, he just said he's going to punch people in the stomach rather than the head from now on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's really saying fighting sucks or I'm going to fight more effectively. I think he's saying I'm going to mostly focus on punching and fighting people's torsos. But you shouldn't fight. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? He's got like a double message there. <laughs> this message is never fight and also always punch people in the torso. If you have to fight, aim for the navel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 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 Yes, I do, British person. Stop asking if I agree with the thing that you just said. Hello, I'm Chris Carter from the UK Brain Trust. Do you know what I mean? At UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this podcast. I'm a mailman as well. I'm a mail deliverer. Yeah? I'm a mail deliverer. 
to live a rubber? I wear, I wear shorts in the winter. That'd be a good, I want to get that title, Mailman, M-A-L-E-M-A-N, Mailman. That's like almost like a license plate, what? Mailman. That's like a license plate, what? That'd be a good vanity plate. That's what, like a license plate? M-A-L-E, you're saying? Yeah. It'd be like a, like a rapper or something. Well, how about if you, license plate said M-A-L-I, man. That would spell my... My man. No, no. M A L I man. Malai man. It was spin Molly man. Spin Molly man. Mali man. Mali, like the country Mali. No, yeah, mine. There'll be someone who's like. He was from Mali. Right. Or if somebody enjoyed doing Mali but didn't want to be like direct about it. <laughs> so you'd be like a little roundabout about it, like Mali man, you know what I mean? And then you have a little. Plastic frame on top of the license plate that says, I'd rather be clenching my jaw all night and like biting at nothing. My other car is a Tiesto. Exactly. You know, you know what I mean? Something like that. My other car's DJ Tiesto. Just Tiesto. Oh, I just went to his pool party, by the way, in Vegas. Did you? Yeah. DJ Tiesto pool party. Glebe always, he just stopped, he's like. It was $150 for guys to go in. And fifty dollars for girls, and I was with a girl, and I didn't want to pay two hundred dollars to go in the fucking pool party. Maybe it's like one thirty for guys. I'm like, fuck that. I just showed up at the, at the MGM pool. I thought it was like just a cool. I heard it was a cool pool. I thought maybe it'd be like thirty bucks for the guy and free for the girl. So I also went to a European topless pool when I was in Vegas. And that was thirty bucks for me and free for the girls. How's that? It was wonderful. Really? It was fun time. I mean, it's better than a t- pool where people aren't topless. True. I enjoyed it. There were girls were hooking up in the pool. What? They got kicked out for it, but good Lord, it, it lasted a minute. Their exile was my postponed masturbation. You, you what? Nothing. Postponed masturbation? You can't do it there. You get kicked out, too. Depends how surreptitious you are under the water. No one knows. How, how surreptitious... How how syrup tissues can you be under the water? That's the question that I have to ask you. Do you want to answer it? Can you bring? Oh, I see it. How surreptitious can you be under the water when you're masturbating at a public pool? I'm asking you a direct question. I'm thinking. I mean, how long do you need? I mean, probably not. I mean, I think they'd see your arm wiggling in the waves. You gotta use the whole arm. Are you like a, are you like a whole, are you a whole arm guy? Oh yeah, I gotta, I do windmills when I, when I, uh, when I masturbate. I gotta get, I gotta, I need a full 180 rotation. You do? Yeah. You get a 180. Are you ever worried you're gonna yank yourself too hard? When you're doing windmills, you're doing like, you're going Pancho Villa on it. Do you understand what I mean? It's like Angus Young strumming a guitar. I need some rotation on that, buddy. You, you, you think you've been able to just go like a few fingers though? Like, beginning of, of your work, fingers? Work the fretboard? So to speak. It's like the opening of Thunderstruck? Yeah, essentially. I am dropping crazy classic rock references right now. 
I mean, you're killing it with the classic rock references. Um, you have anything you want to plug before we leave? Well, for our friends who live in Los Angeles, I will be headlining the Inside Jokes Comedy Club on Friday, August 8th, 8, 8 o'clock show. Going to have some special guests drop by. I'll be doing a half an hour of my signature stand-up comedy. Please, uh, please check it out. And BenMorrison.org is your website. BenMorrison.org is my website with lots of videos, fun stuff. But please buy my album. His podcast is a Jew and a Mexican. A Jew and a Mexican. We're now doing sketch comedy videos. And uh, follow me on Twitter. George Takei just started following me on Twitter. That's exciting. So I got some, I got some one-liners up there you might enjoy. That's exciting. At Ben the Morrison. Lisa Loeb just started following me on Twitter. You say you only tweet when you want to. You don't tweet hard. You don't pay attention to the tweets that I'm sending to anyone, anywhere. You don't understand if favorites the same as retweets. I'm only hearing negative replies. Oh, oh, no. So I turned my smartphone off, put my smartphone down, decided to have three days on vacation where I didn't pay attention to the world news. And I hope that I wasn't feeling the blues. This guy came right by and sat next to me on the beach and said, It looks nice that you're relaxed. I said, Yeah, well, it's only because I don't have the news now. That's really good. Because we thought we'd leave forever, but now we're not so sure. We're trying to tell me that we're clever, but that won't take me anyhow or anywhere with you. A lot of politicians, you know, are they that well thought out? A lot of people think that they're so naive and they think that they're so strong, but oh, I know that I could leave, I could leave, but and now I know that I was wrong because I missed you. Why can't warring countries just play beautiful music to each other and share human emotion and we can talk about it on Twitter and like have peace demonstrations to block the troops? That's actually, an, that's actually a thought. Like a wall of thousands and thousands of peaceful Dead people. civilians. Why? Because they're going to... Soon to be. Because the army will roll through them, you mean? I just think it's possible, man. It is possible. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you. The news will be brightening up. I believe it to be true. Um, if we all believe it to be true, that's when it can really happen. And so not to be cliche or coy or cheesy or anything but just because it really is one of the most beautiful songs ever about the message of what is possible i believe you with john lennon's imagine until last week next week because it will keep on going always this has been last week on earth
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.